Good morning, everyone. It's a joy to see you all here today, ready to worship the Lord together this Sunday morning here at Grace Chapel. Um, The fact that uh, Christmas lands on a Sunday has a lot of people asking questions, well, what should we do today? I look at Luke 168, which says this, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all those who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. So what ought we to do in light of God visiting us and redeeming us? What ought we to do in light of Him raising up a horn of salvation for us just as He has promised? We ought to bless the Lord God for what He has done. We ought to worship Him. And so that's why we're here today, ready to worship the Lord here at Grace Chapel. And uh, since it's not very often that Christmas lands on a Sunday, the next time will be 11 whole years from now. We wanted to do something special this morning. We want to celebrate Christmas in a special way by totally throwing out the window our normal order of service. And uh, we want to celebrate together as a faith family the same way that many of us celebrate Christmas today as individual families. And that is by opening up presents. As you'll see here, I have a large present up here. And uh, we have a big gift that we're going to open up together this morning, but we're going to take our time with it. Uh, see, it was a tradition in my family growing up that on Christmas morning, we'd all gather downstairs together as a family and spend about a half hour or so slowly opening up our presents together one at a time. So rather than everyone tearing into the gifts all at once like a fa- uh, frantic feeding frenzy, we'd open up each one slowly so that each child could see what the other sibling was receiving and so that each person could take time to consider the thoughtfulness of the gift and to thank the one who had given it. Well, I thought it'd be a good idea to do that today, this morning as a church, not to give a sermon per se, but to just sit down together as a family in Christ and consider that great gift that God has given to us in Christ Jesus. So to help us do that, we're going to focus primarily on Ephesians 1 through 2, where Paul writes down a sample list of many of the thrilling gifts that are ours in Christ Jesus. But before we start exploring that anymore, and before I explain what we're going to be doing this morning, let's just open up our service in worship to God today in prayer. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we get to gather together as a family forged by the blood of Jesus Christ this morning, and we get to celebrate together as a family the birth of Jesus. Father, we thank you that this Lord's Day lands on Christmas, and we can have a very focused worship today on who Jesus is and what he has done. Father, we know that this is a very unusual service, that things will be happening that don't normally happen, so I pray that you would just watch over every event this morning and that this would be a great time of worship, adoration, and praise that the sunrise has visited us from on high and that we who dwelt in darkness and gloom have had the light of life shine upon us. Father, may you receive today the worship and the praise for the great gift you have given us in your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. 
Now, I should mention that Paul lists in Ephesians 1 through 2 over 19 different gifts that are ours in Christ Jesus. I originally wanted to go through each and every one of those, but I realized I'd only have about 60 seconds per gift, and that's less time to open a gift, let alone celebrate it. And so for the purpose of our meeting together this morning in our family worship, I've combined these 19 gifts as much as possible down to 10. 10 gospel gifts that are ours in Christ And this Christmas, we celebrate the glorious truth that unto us a child has been given, unto us a son has been born, that God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. So this morning, I'd like us all to spend time to appreciate the greatness of that gift, the greatness of that child, of that son, of that gift whose name is Jesus. Because the very first thing we have to realize about Jesus is that in Jesus, I am blessed with every spiritual blessing that heaven has to give. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Paul tells us here that we should praise God, that we should bless God because he has blessed us in Christ. Blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Think of that. Every single thing that heaven has to give, every heavenly blessing, every spiritual gift is ours because we are in Christ Jesus. As Romans 6 tells us, if you've trusted in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've been baptized, you've been immersed and plunged into the person and work of Jesus Christ. In fact, Paul says later on in Ephesians 2 verse 6 that God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's remarkable. In some grand and glorious, mysterious sense, Because you are united to and immersed into Jesus Christ, it is spiritually as if you are in the presence of God right now. And so, as God in heaven sees you in Christ, he showers upon you every good and perfect gift he has to give without exception. The gift of Jesus is the gift of everything. So this morning, you are blessed in Jesus with every spiritual blessing that heaven has to give. Merry Christmas. Praise God. For every spiritual blessing that is ours by God's grace through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. But I want you to know, Paul doesn't just stop there in Ephesians 1 through 2. He doesn't just leave it at a general level. He wants us to take time and consider each one of those blessings, each one of those gifts, and treasure them and praise God for them. And that's exactly what we're going to do this morning as a church family. Paul dives right into these gifts that are given to us in Christ, and we're going to dive in too. And so that we can praise God as we ought to this Christmas day for the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And so if you found in your bulletin this morning a message that you've been selected to participate in this morning's activities, there were 10 individuals that were chosen, all right? I'd like to invite all of you to come up here during this next song that we're about to sing. And what I'd like you to do is open up this big present, which represents God's gift to us in Christ Jesus. And I want you to take out... One of the smaller gifts found inside. There should be ten of them, all numbered. And then, without opening your small present, I want you to go find your seat again. And then what's going to happen is we're going to take time during our service today to open up each one of those smaller gifts that are ours in Christ 
I'm going to call on you to read what's written inside, and together we're just going to consider the wonder of each gift that is ours in Christ, and then praise God for it together in song, just as Ephesians 1-3 calls us to do. So, basic order is going to be opening a gift, right? Reading it, explaining it, song. Then opening a gift, reading it, explaining it, song. So when you know that it's your time to read the next gift, when we finish that song that happens right before, I'd encourage you to stand and that will give the people that are running our microphones around uh, time to know who they need to hand it off to, okay? So when we finish that song and you know your gift, gift number one, two, three, or four, whatever is next, stand up so that that microphone can be run to you. Okay, for the first individual uh, who selected the gift that has written on it, number one, if you please stand up so that the person with the microphone can find you, uh, and then please read for us that first gift that is ours in Christ. So the first gift that we have in Christ is... This card says, from Jesus to you. Number one, holiness. In Jesus, I have been chosen to stand before God, holy and blameless. Thank you. Holiness. The first gift we have in Christ is holiness. In Jesus, I've been chosen to stand before God, holy and blameless. Ephesians 1, 4 reads this. Even as he that is God chose us in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So we should bless and we should praise God this morning because it's an amazing thing that God chose us for himself out of all humanity and that he should have made this choice to place us into the saving person of Jesus Christ. This verse says, before the foundation of the world, that he should look upon all of humanity and say, I'm going to take you, Zach Dudenhofer, in all of your sin and fallenness, and I am going to make you a saint, one of my holy ones, chosen. I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to begin a good work in you until finally you stand before me in glory someday, holy and blameless, all because you are in Christ Jesus. As Ephesians 2, 21 through 22 puts it, we are being built together into a holy temple in the Lord. That gift of a holy destiny is ours in Christ, and it is purely a gift sent from God. It's purely of God's grace. 2 Timothy 1, 9 says that God saved us and he called us to a holy calling, not because of any of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. That is exactly what's being said here in Ephesians Chapter 1, verse 4. Believer, you have been chosen in Christ to stand before God holy and blameless. Merry Christmas. So let's praise God for this first gift, the gift of holiness that is ours through faith in Christ Jesus, through the song, And Can It Be?
called on here in Ephesians 1 to bless and praise God because that increasing holiness is actually evidence of our second gift that we find that is ours in Christ Jesus. And that second gift is? Adoption. In Jesus, I have been adopted into God's family. Amen. Paul writes in Ephesians 1, 5 through 6, in love, that is uh, he, that is God, predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Why would God take sinners like us, children of wrath like the rest of mankind, and decide that while we were yet sinners, that Christ should die for us, that he would make us children of God? The simple answer is because of his love. In love, it says, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ. No Christian should ever get over this. How marvelous is 1 John 3, 1 exclaims, Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. See, God doesn't say in his love, well, I'll make you become my slaves. Nor does God say in his love, I'll let you become my friends. But no, in love, God says, I'm going to draw you as close to myself as possible. I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to make you my own son and daughter through Jesus Christ. As Ephesians 2.13 says, In Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. How near? As near as a son is to his father. In Christ, God has opened his very heart wide open and made us in Christ his very, very own. As Ephesians 2.18 says later, Through him we have access in one spirit 
to the Father. We can cry out to God on high and call Him Abba, Father. Again, that's not because of anything that you and I have ever done. It's a gift of God's grace given to us freely in Christ Jesus to the praise of His glorious grace. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Believer, this morning you are adopted into God's family because you are in Christ. Merry Christmas. So let's praise God for this second gift that's ours in Jesus, the gift of adoption. That being in Him, God is now our dear Father who showers upon us love and blessings and grace forevermore. Let's do this through the song, Come, Praise, and Glorify. Who's got our third gift? If you'd stand up. After Paul reminds us of the holiness and adoption that has been showered upon us in Christ, he then reminds us of how all of this is even possible. And it's only by means of the third gift that we have found in Jesus. And that gift is forgiveness. In Jesus, I have been freed from all my sin and condemnation. Ephesians 1.7 says this, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of His grace. See, before we came to Jesus Christ in faith, we were enslaved to the consequences of our sin and our rebellion against God under the just penalty of death, as Romans 6.23 says. But then Jesus came. And he paid the price to set us free. The price of his own blood poured out unto death. See, only a life of infinite worth could satisfy the penalty of eternal death. And Jesus was that eternal life of infinite worth. And he laid it down on our behalf so that we might be forgiven of all our sins. 
Titus 2.14 says that Christ gave Himself for us to redeem us from all iniquity. That is, past sins, present sins, and future sins, all paid for by the blood of Jesus. Colossians 2.13 says that God has forgiven us of all of our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. All this He set aside, nailing it to Christ's cross. Jesus paid it all. This morning, if you've trusted in Him, you know it is finished. Believer, our forgiveness for every one of our sins is fully paid, fully accomplished. Our forgiveness is fully accomplished. And there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. This morning, we who have trusted in Christ are free from our sins. We are forgiven Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Today we can declare I am forgiven of all of my sins because Jesus paid it all, the price for my forgiveness. Therefore, Psalms 103, 2-3 states, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Let's praise God for this third gift, the gift of forgiveness in Jesus through the song, It is well with my soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll,
As we come to our fourth gift now, the heavenly riches just keep on multiplying. Because after Paul reminds us of the holiness, adoption, and forgiveness that's found in Jesus, he then tells us that in Jesus we have received a fourth gift. And that fourth gift is purpose in Jesus. I am now a part of God's ultimate purpose in life. In Jesus, you have been made a part of God's ultimate purpose of reconciliation and reflection. We have first, in Christ Jesus, received a purpose of reconciliation. Ephesians 1, 9-10 tells us that God has included us in His purpose, which He set forward in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. And this is the purpose, this is God's plan that we've been included in. To unite all things in Him. Things in heaven and things on earth. See, God is redeeming sinners to Himself. Why? Because God is on a mission to reconcile all things to Himself. Things in heaven and things on earth. And by the grace of God that is ours in Christ Jesus, we're a part of that purpose. You and I are a little bit of heaven that's been reconciled to God. Are a little bit of earth. You and I are a little bit of earth that have been reconciled to heaven and to God in the person of Jesus Christ. As 2 Corinthians 5.18 and following says, All this is through is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself. And listen to this, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's the grand purpose of God. And we're now a part of it. We've been given the purpose of reconciliation. Therefore, verse 20 says, We are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. See, in Christ, our life now has purpose, a purpose of reconciliation. And second, as we see here in Ephesians, a purpose of reflection. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, when God chose us in Christ, he determined what our redeemed and born-again purpose would be, and that purpose was one of good works that reflect God's good character. And now that we've been redeemed through faith in Christ Jesus, God has now taken us into his workshop, as it were, and he is making us brand new. And now with hearts that are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God working within us, we at last have the ability to reflect God's glorious character, which is the purpose for our very existence. We are made to image the glory of God. And so in Christ, we no longer have to wander around like blind men. We have found our purpose for living in Jesus to call others to be reconciled to God and to reflect God's character to the world around us. So while the rest of the world this Christmas is in misery, wondering why they are here, in Christ we have been given a clear purpose of reconciliation and reflection. Merry Christmas. Let's praise God, believers, for this fourth gift, that we have the gift of divine purpose given to us through faith in Christ Jesus. And let's do that with the song, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty.
We've seen that we have obtained holiness, adoption, forgiveness, and purpose in the gift given to us by God in Jesus. And now Paul lets us know the sixth gift we've received. And that sixth gift is... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Fifth. I am so sorry. Yes, that fifth gift we've received. We don't want to skip any. That's true. So the fifth gift that we have in Jesus is... Inheritance. In Jesus, I have a sure inheritance. I have to keep you on your toes. There you go. Ephesians 1.11 says, In him we have obtained inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. You see, the moment that we trusted in Jesus, we received an inheritance. As we learned over in 1 Peter 1 verse 4, because we've been born again, we have received an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. It's got your name on it. You say, well, what is that inheritance? What do I get? The answer is everything that God has ever promised. And if I was to go through them all today, we would be here for a while. Uh, Do you need wisdom? Do you need love? Peace? Do you need grace, joy, victory, strength, satisfaction, fellowship, guidance, truth, discernment? Do you need heaven? Do you need eternal riches? Do you need eternal life? Every promise God has ever made is yours in Christ. As 2 Peter 1 verse 4 says, God has granted to us His great and precious promises. Where? 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. All the promises of God find their yes in Christ. That inheritance, it is all yours because you're in Christ. Everything the Father gives to Jesus, the Father gives you. That is why Paul says we are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Christ. Beloved, that ought to blow your mind this morning. When we offer Christ to someone, we are offering them everything. And when we had our eyes opened by God's grace to behold the glory of Jesus Christ, and we received him by faith, we received in that moment everything that God has to give. Merry Christmas. This is all God's grace. It's a total gift. It's only ours because of the purpose of him who works all things together according to the counsel of his will. Let's praise God, believer, for this fifth gift that we are given in Jesus, such a sure and sweeping inheritance, all the promises of God in him. Let's do this with the song, Be Thou My Vision.
So Paul has unwrapped for us five gifts that are found in Christ. Now let's consider gift number six. After Paul shows us that we have received the gifts of holiness, adoption, forgiveness, purpose, and inheritance, Paul then unwraps for us gift number six, which is the gift of hope in Jesus. I have an ever-living hope. Amen. Ephesians 1.12 says this, So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of His glory. We as believers have found something in Jesus. It's called hope. We trusted in Jesus at the very first for our salvation and we were not at all put to shame and we never will be when we put our trust in Jesus Christ As Romans 10 verse 11 says, whoever believes in him will never be put to shame. See, Jesus is our constant hope, brothers and sisters. Not for this life only, but also for the next. As 1 Peter 1 3 says, we've been born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A living hope, a hope that can never die, that death can never touch. That just as Jesus rose in victory over sin, we too can walk in victory and in a newness of life. We have a hope. That just as Jesus rose from the dead, we too will rise from the dead with Him also. We have hope that just as Jesus ascended into glory, we too will enter into that same glory. We have hope in Jesus. In Jesus, we have a sure and steadfast anchor for our souls and ever-living hope to the praise of His glory in a world that is marked by despair and hopelessness. Brothers and sisters, we have hope, a positive expectation about the future. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's praise God, believers, for this sixth gift that we have a sure hope of victory, of deliverance, and of eternal life and glory in Jesus Christ. We have hope, and we'll celebrate that today through the song, Christ Our Hope in Life and Death.
holiness, adoption, forgiveness, purpose, inheritance, hope. These are the gifts we have in Christ. And Paul now unfolds for us a seventh gift, the gift of assurance. In Jesus, I am sure of my salvation by the down payment of the Holy Spirit. This comes from Ephesians 1, 13-14, where we read, In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of His glory. See, our salvation is not finished yet. We're not yet made perfect, glorified in the presence of our Father, surrounded by the full fulfillment of our promised inheritance in Christ. So how do we know that one day we will? How do we know that we won't goof all of this up so badly that we'll miss out on it all? Simple. We're sealed by God. Just like a king's signet ring was pressed down in approval upon a law or a transaction in the ancient of days, the, our salvation is sealed as untouchable and irrevocable and final by God himself. The highest authority in this universe has said, you are saved for good. No one and nothing can break that seal. The deal is finished. Salvation is guaranteed. You say, well, what evidence is there for that? Answer, the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it. In other words, it's like when a man gives a young woman an expensive engagement ring. It is a sign of a commitment of serious investment. He won't back out now. He's got too much invested, right? That is exactly the same idea here in Ephesians. God, the Holy Spirit, indwells us, showing us that if God is willing to give us himself, then he will surely give us everything else necessary for for bringing us to glory as well. He is giving us everything else. We are eternally secure in the saving promise of God indwelt by the Holy Spirit. We have assurance in Him. Merry Christmas. You don't have to live in doubt because in Christ you have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's praise God, believer, for this this seventh gift, the gift of assurance that is ours in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us with the song, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Of his spirit washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior. Story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the 
As we open up gifts this morning, we come now to the eighth gift that is ours in Christ. Not only do we enjoy in Jesus the gift of holiness, adoption, forgiveness, purpose, inheritance, hope, and assurance, but we also have found in Jesus an eighth gift, which is the gift of kindness. I am seeing God's imaginable kindness toward me. Ephesians 2.7 says this, So that in the coming ages He, that is God, might show the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness towards us. Where? In Christ Jesus. Now this is beautiful. If you haven't noticed, the, these gifts are getting greater and deeper the further we go. For listen, we find here that God saved us in Christ because He longed, listen to this, to be kind to us forever. Isn't that amazing? I don't deserve God's kindness, and neither do you. But God is love, and love is kind. And so, believer, when God saved you, He was thinking about so much more than just keeping you out of hell. He saved you that so that He might shower upon you in love the immeasurable riches of His kindness and grace towards you forever and ever and ever. From the moment you're in Christ throughout the rest of eternity, God is unloading upon you continually the immeasurable riches of His grace. For as Romans 8.32 says, if He did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all good things? Beloved, God is not withholding any good thing from you. It's all yours in Christ. In Christ Jesus, there is nothing but immeasurably rich grace and kindness for us being handed out by the hands of God to us. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's praise God for the immeasurable kindness that is now ours in Christ Jesus eternally and will follow us all the days of our life. And we'll do that through the song, The King of Love, My Shepherd Is. shepherd is whose goodness faileth never I nothing lack if I am his and he is mine forever perverse and foolish Yet in love he sought me. 
come to our ninth gift. For after Paul reveals to us the gifts of holiness, adoption, forgiveness, purpose, inheritance, hope, assurance, and kindness that are ours in Christ, he then unveils the ninth gift in Christ, the gift that the angels sang on that first Christmas night, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The ninth gift that is ours in Christ is the gift of peace and Jesus I have peace with God and a means of peace with others. Paul shows us this in Ephesians two fourteen through 15 where we read, for he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in the place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thus killing the hostility. Now there's a lot that's said there, but the main point is this. Jesus is our peace. If you want peace with God, can only be found through faith in Christ Jesus. And if you want peace with man, it can only be found through faith in Christ Jesus also. There's only one thing, listen ladies and gentlemen, there's only one thing that creates hate, bitterness, strife, fighting, and wars that we see in this world. There's only one thing that disrupts peace, and that is sin. And there's only one person who has the power to remove sin, and that's Christ. And so Christ came so that we might have peace with God, and so that we might have a means of peace with each other. As Colossians 1.20 says, It pleased God through Christ to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace. How? By the blood of the cross. This morning, if you've trusted in Jesus Christ, the wall of hostility between you and God is broken down, and you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and you have a means of peace with others as well. For as others join you at the feet of Jesus and surrender to his saving sovereignty, they are made one with you through the cross. There is now one man in place of the two. There is now unity in place of division. And there is now peace in place of hostility. We have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas. Let's praise God, believers, for this ninth gift for the peace that is ours in Christ Jesus, and for the peace that we have to offer our fellow men this season. We're going to do that through the song, Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer there is no more for heaven now to give he is my joy 
my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, for my life is holy bound to His. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing. All is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me. The night is dark, but I am not forsaken. For by my side, the Savior, He will stay. I labor on in weakness and rejoicing, for in my need His power is displayed. To this I hold, my temper will defend me, through the deepest valley He will lead. Oh, the night has been won. I shall overcome, yet not I, but through Christ in me. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. finally, to wrap up all these gifts that are ours in Christ of holiness, adoption, forgiveness, purpose, inheritance, hope, assurance, kindness, and peace, to wrap that up nicely, the tenth and final gift that we will take time to treasure this morning in Christ is the gift of fullness. In Jesus, I lack nothing. And this sims up the entire message of Ephesians 1 and 2 so nicely. Ephesians 1, 22-23 says that God has given Christ to the church, to you and I, Him who fills all in all. Listen, believers, you and I are filled in Christ. We are filled with His fullness. We are lacking in nothing. In Christ Jesus, you have holiness. You have adoption. In Christ Jesus, you have forgiveness, purpose, inheritance, hope, assurance, kindness, peace, and fullness. As Colossians 2.10 says, you are complete in Him. That is why I, I remind you this morning, believer, that we look for no other gift in this life. We long for no other blessing. We are complete in Jesus. We have everything heaven has to give. We have Jesus, and in Him, we have everything. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's praise God, believers, this morning for the gift of Jesus. For in Jesus, we lack nothing. We are filled to the brim with Him who fills all in all. And to celebrate that, we'll sing the song, Complete in Thee.
Complete in Thee, no work of mine Could take, dear Lord, the place of Thine Thy blood hath pardoned, bought for me And I shall stand complete in Thee Yea, justified, O blessed God And sanctified, salvation Complete in thee each one supplied, and no good thing to me deny, since thou my portion, Lord, will be. I ask no more, complete in thee, yea, justified, O blessed God, and sanctified salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned, bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. Yea, justified, O blessed God, and sanctified salvation wrought. Thy blood hath pardoned, bought for me, and glorified I too shall be. What a morning. Jesus is the greatest gift. He came to earth to give you Himself, to fill you with His fullness, to give you everlasting spiritual blessing in the heavenly places so that you might radiate the beauty of His person to the world around you. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son has been given. What a child. What a son. And what a gift. The gift of Jesus, worthy to be praised. That's why I say Merry Christmas, brothers and sisters. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you for how he is most powerfully unwrapped in Ephesians 1 through 2. We thank you for the opportunity this morning not just to listen to your word, but to respond to it. For you have said that we ought to bless you, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. We have done that today in our songs of praise. And now we desire to bless you and to praise you with our lives as we go out from this place. So give us grace towards that end, Father. I pray that the rest of this day would be lived in worship and adoration of the Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that if there's someone here today that has not received this greatest gift, Father, they would accept him this morning in their own hearts and minds, right where they're sitting, that they would admit that they are a sinner in need of your promised Savior, that they are trusting in Jesus Christ alone for their sin salvation from their sins, that they would confess that to you today. 
Father, I pray that for the rest of us, help us to simply worship Him. Help us to bless You for the greatest gift that could ever be given. We thank You on this Christmas day for Jesus. It's in His name we pray. Amen.